smartcast.com This is the morning brief from the Economic Times produced in collaboration with avas.com For many it was to be the brightest and best new year gift but in the end it became a no show Rajnikanth or shall we say superstar Rajnikanth pulled out from his plans to float the much anticipated political party less than 6 months before Tamil Nadu heads for polls highlighting yet again his mercurial nature with the state's political landscape dominated by the ruling AIADMK and the DMK which together cornered around 63% of votes polled in 10 assembly elections held since 1977 Rajni's entry was supposed to burst open new possibilities from the economic times this is arijit barman and you're listening to the morning brief but are movie stars really relevant to what extent personality cults actually influence voters in a polarized india desperate for real issues these are some of the questions i'm seeking an answer in this episode's podcast to help me navigate i've invited very special guests joining us from new delhi is vasanthi veteran political commentator and author of books like the lone empress a portrait of jayalalitha cutouts cast and cine stars and a recent book on karunanidhi has also hit the markets i hear joining her from hyderabad telakapalli ravi a keen observer of andhra politics which has also seen its share of celebrity politicians and from bengaluru my colleague kr balasubramaniam thank you very much all of you for taking time out and joining us balu if i come to you first would rajni really uh, have made a serious dent to the hegemony of the two dravidian uh, political parties in tamil nadu hi arjit thank you for inviting me as we all know in tamil nadu any political grouping any political formation has to work as a satellite between one of the two dravidian politics mm-hmm. this is not excluding bjp and indian national congress even mm-hmm. if they have to have a foothold in tamil nadu they have to align with one of these two political parties mm-hmm. as for superstar rajinikanth it was quite evident in the last couple of years that his health was not all right especially after he underwent renal surgery the immunity level in a person who has undergone transplant is very low so the chances of getting infection is very high so that's why such doctors advise people who have undergone major organ transplants to stay away from uh, you know from public exposure in rajni's case the same thing happened and in my opinion it was expected number 1 number 2 politics as we all know involves strenuous uh, you know traveling addressing a large number of political meetings and rallies etc so it was kind of people like me you know i had expected that you know even if he had entered he would not have stayed on in politics for long number 1 number 2 is that you asked a very uh, relevant question whether it would have made any impact i don't think 
maybe bjp he would have definitely had he aligned with bjp and admk for example he would have eaten into dmk's vote right and he would have weakened dmk because rajini doesn't have a a vote share of his own he would have created by take eating into the votes of admk and dmk and other fringe political uh, groupings right vasanthi this health issue the kidney transplant etc were very much there prevalent you know even early december when he talked about you know taking the plunge finally so is this just another manifestation of a mercurial character or you feel that this is he's, he was literally misled no i think it was all this uh, mirage kind of a thing you know boosting up and then raising the hopes of his fans and all that yeah yeah what is surprising to all the journalists in tamil nadu is you know when he made that bombastic announcement that his arrival at the political scene is certain in uh, 2017 he made the announcement december 2017 and then uh, now we know that he had had this kidney transplant in 2016 right so how did he think that he would be fit enough to go around and then canvass for uh, an election of this kind of magnitude and all that it is re- really puzzling to me and to many others in tamil nadu but then you know this uh, you know there were a lot of pressures and also when somebody keeps uh, goading you on and telling you that uh, the mere strength of your fan club the number the astonishing number which is more than what ngr had you know you tend to believe that you are indeed strong enough to just sweep sweep the poles and come with just the strength of the fan club it was totally unwise and uh, i mean as far as politics goes it doesn't happen that way and there are a lot of differences between mgr's fan clubs and uh, rajinikanth's fan clubs you know the, the mgr became very popular with a mass following he was a member of the dmk before he became the film, film actor his fans were also members of the dmk and therefore formed a homogeneous group during election time they worked for the party they were there of course for a political purpose and uh, with the approval of the star you know who was being groomed to be the future chief minister of the state whereas rajinikanth had no such uh, background and it was just the wish of the fans who were all you know most of them were dropouts and now they are as old as rajinikanth they started the fan clubs the fan clubs just grew like mushrooms after a rainfall you see uh, they are not like mgrs it was a deliberate attempt uh, on mgrs part to promote the fan clubs they were part of the party so the you know there were uh, these um, fans of mgr rajinikanth also they owe allegiance to different parties so we do not know what would happen if uh, if rajinikanth did at all start the party but you know when he announced finally that he was indeed forming the party on the 3rd of december he said there was a kind of a tremor among the political parties it did upset uh, the dmk and the admk because 
though rajnikanth wouldn't have become come to power he would have dented both these parties vote share i'm sure of that correct as a disruptor but ravi sitting in hyderabad where uh, where movie stars right from uh, ntr to chiranjeevi you know do you feel that politics gives superstars literally a second lease of life a medium to perhaps stay relevant and in the limelight even after their acting prime the one thing is that it is pure politics nothing to do with the cinema grammar or health issues here with uh, rajnikanth right yeah, yeah, right now uh, everybody is sure that he is a non starter and he is not going to start but so how he but he kept the drama going on from 96 to 2001 that is a complete 25 years it is a silver jubilee of a non starter cine politician so you you are saying that rajnikanth's political journey started in 1996 there were 96 when i announced that you vote against jailalitha correct correct you see uh, then i used to use one cliche that rajnikanth says in bhasha that you say one time it amounts to 100 times right but in politics he said 100 times that it won't amounted even to one pulse one time so it is a uh, other way round in politics Rajinikanth and Andhra Pradesh, Chennai fully knows the limitations of star politicians. Mm-hmm. As Vasanthi Madam was telling, it is pure politics that MGR's senior uh, role in cinema and politics are concerned. He is more serious actor. He is more serious politician than even India. It is like putting the cart before the horse. MGR, Karuna Nidhi, and those people, their uh, film foray and their uh, political foray they are totally different things they are clear of both the things whereas in rajini's case it is a confusion from the very beginning and more intent on superstardom similarly with chiranjeevi and pawan kalyan also i am of strong opinion that these actors are entering the politics to enable their clout in socio political support things have become so interwoven that politics cinema a uh, business or commerce you may say and celebrity status that one can't live without the other correct so people were doubting this uh, very much but still rajini wanted to keep the talk alive the speculation alive i am a good fan of rajinikanth and uh, i wish that he keep his health and he keeps going vasanthi rajini's uh, you know reliance on god vasanthi that also seemed a little odd because does it not clash with the ethos of a state that worshiped rationalists like uh, ev ramaswamy peria uh, you know i mean suddenly you find god i mean he is as an actor the messiah for many but you know to rely on god and, and spirituality in po- today's politics wouldn't work no actually you know it's just a myth saying that uh, spiritualism was not there in and uh, tamil nadu politics and all that none uh, neither the dmk nor the admk were godless they you know admk openly said they uh, were theists and then you know they just uh, didn't adhere to the uh, atheism of periyar for a long time uh, even uh, mgr was a believer though he didn't uh, spell it out but jayalalitha made no he was not shy of uh, saying that she was a, a believer she visited temples and all that and even dmk dmk an offshoot of the dk atheist uh, periyar's uh, movement 
even there uh, anandore when he became the chief minister he said there uh, the theme would be onere kulam onere devam that is this one community and one god they never said there was no god so it uh, spiritualism was something new uh, new metaphor that uh, rajnikanth brought that people couldn't understand what it was and uh, as far as uh, rajni's entry into politics is uh, i mean why he made that statement in 2017 was uh, assuming that there was a vacuum in the political scene because jayalalitha was dead and then karunanidhi was ailing and so they thought there was a vacuum in leadership and no vacuum remains a vacuum for a long time so it just gets filled up and that's what happened uh karunanidhi's son stalin proved himself to be the leader of the party in the um, parliamentary elections winning 38 seats out of 40 39 and uh, the admk also stabilized itself it thought as everyone was, was thinking that admk would just collapse after jayalalitha's death it didn't happen so there was no vacuum at all by the time uh, rajnikanth made his statement again on december 3rd 2020 there was uh, there was no possibility of a grand entry office you know that could sweep the polls but it was because of the bjp's pressurization bjp wanted to enter tamil nadu somehow or the other it had lost all its say then it had uh, it was holding just one seat in kanyakumari before even that it lost during the parliamentary election so it wants to somehow enter the state assembly and uh, they thought it could piggy ride on uh, rajnikanth but rajnikanth would definitely not have aligned with the bjp uh, i feel that is my feeling because it would hurt the minorities among his fans so he would stand alone he said and contest all the 234 but then he must have realized in due course you know he seems he has his own source of intelligence and so he must have realized that he wouldn't uh, it wouldn't be so easy because uh, dmk and admk have been well structured and have an assured vote share of at least 30% each so how would he come i mean he has not tested the waters yet he has not even started the party and he doesn't have the structure structural base that these two giant parties have and so he had to get out of this mess he he was being pressurized by uh, the bjp it was very sure i mean all it was a kind of an open secret that goes around in tamil nadu and uh, so he uh, you know actually it was a divine intervention this corona and then uh, his uh, of course his health is not good that is for sure but then still he was being pressurized which was very sad and i am very glad that he ultimately got had the courage to say no and put his foot down but balu this decision do you think it upsets uh, bjp's plans the most absolutely what i have learned from my uh, sources in tamil nadu is that they have a long strategy and they are not looking at 
the the this election but the forthcoming uh, lok sabha elections that's where you know they are uh, keeping their uh, sights on uh, you know, so that's that's exactly what because the numbers this southern uh, the southern state of karnataka karnataka they already have a foothold tamil nadu they don't have a, a, a substantial or even a reasonable foothold so they need the support of parties like admk and uh, you know uh, people like rajinikanth they need all the support to get because tamil nadu is a very large state with about 40 lok sabha seats so it's a it's a it's a including party and it's a very significant for bjp so that's exactly why they are working towards the next lok sabha election but ravi if you look at andhra everybody talks about uh, you know ntr but but there were others i mean you mentioned chiranjeevi and uh, and and um, you know his his extended family uh, including pawan kalyan now the thing is until or unless you have real issues on ground or real uh, issues that strike a chord you tend to become politically irrelevant and 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 even in the case of rajnikanth he seemed rather politically naive with some of the statements he'd made i mean the sterlite comment that the state uh, you know if, we, if there's so much of protest the state will become a graveyard it really backfired so um, you know if there's no guarantee that success on screen will give you traction with with the voters you're certainly right you see glamour won't bring votes as it is with mgr or ntr even ntr rided road on a popular anti congress wave which was already created there and then this kind of religion atheism rationalism these things are different people can very easily distinguish rajinikanth's use of spiritual politics is actually a by product for bjp's kind of religious politics instead of using straight away bjp type of politics they used the term he brought this new term spiritual politics so otherwise ntr himself is a, a demigod in on telugu screen but he didn't actually rule for that long <laughs> actually he was elected thrice no doubt about it but his actual rule and his actual grip faded rajinikanth or even madam knows very well that everybody is clear that anna dmk and dmk their establishments their formidable formations so rajinikanth or anybody is not post nehru post indira post rajiv post mgr post jayalalitha post ntr we have seen so many scenarios where titans disappeared and the parties continue so these are establishments uh, as you said rightly people look at their issues particularly problems of the day right now we are people are bothered about corona is after effects employment rights tolerance human rights media freedom etc all these things count very much in people's minds not just uh, a basha will uh, make all these things disappear people are not that naive nor is rajinikanth is that naive i tell you rajinikanth how many times gurumurthy met rajinikanth how many times samilurbi uh, uh, that maniyan how many times he tried you see rajinikanth and jailalta jailalta explicitly supported modi jailalta implicitly supported ayodhya so post mgr jailalta it is a big turn in tamil politics 
Uh, the earlier kind of Dravidian uh, tinge and all those things have uh, faded to some extent. No, no. Jailalta was there on her terms. Jailalta aligned with BJP on her terms. No, no. There is a point here. Though Jailalta was a friend of Modi and supported uh, this uh, Ram Mandir and all that, uh, as long as she was alive, the BJP never dared to enter Tamil Nadu. It is also a fact that there is a section in the Tamil community now, Tamil Nadu, which wants a change. You see, they have seen the Dravidian rule for more than 50 years. And so there is a section. There are quite a number of people who want a change. Vasanti, the larger point that in this age of social media, 24-hour access to stars, you know, has that diminished the aura, the mystic, of politicians and for the millennial voter, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yes, because times have changed. Especially the Tamil Nadu voters who were crazy, I mean, the outside world always could not understand the craze the voters had for film stars. But it happened for MGR. They may be star crazy, but they are more aware now. Mm -hmm. They are more aware, better educated, and are conscious of their political demands. They feel that film actors cannot behave like redeemers. When the latter enter the political arena late in their lives and with no practical knowledge of having worked with the people on the ground, they know whom to vote for. They expect more. They know, you know, even uh, this uh, Kamal Hassan has uh, entered and he contested even the parliamentary elections. And he is supposed to be having 4%. Right. But with just 4% vote share, he cannot dream of catching power because you need at least 30% vote share. And uh, so it will take some time, even if an actor is sincere and serious about his political... We may also, we may also have to add Vijay Khan. Correct. Captain, captains and other example. I mean... Yeah. And now Vijay Kant got 8% in the first attempt itself, but then there it was. He had to align with the Dravidian party ultimately. Right. You know, he couldn't contest alone after that. But ma'am, as you said, that considering movies still have a huge influence in popular culture yes. uh, you know, across the southern states, do you feel that even if people like Rajnikanth, they don't, jump right into active politics, but through their movies, yes. uh, their politics will stay alive. The, what politics do they have? I don't know. They just mouthed the script that was written by somebody else. And the people thought it was the real person who was speaking all that. The fans deluded themselves. And in turn, Rajnikanth deluded himself that he was a big man. That's a tragedy. Thank you all for joining us. Rajnikanth's, dare I say, flop show in electoral politics should hold a mirror to all Dravidian parties to look beyond cine stars and personality cults to create a new space in the political landscape. On-screen charisma is no formula for automatic political capital. Neither does it make up for the lack of political acumen and grassroots work. To succeed, one needs to connect with people drive progressive change. Rajnikanth, I'm afraid, did not have either. 
other than vague promises of spiritual politics and a crusade against corruption. The pandemic had exposed the vulnerability of the economically weak even in a state like Tamil Nadu. And in 2021, it could have been a watershed moment for a foundation of a much talked about third front in a state that's been dominated for years via a duopoly. But the rough and tumble political life and its relentless pressure is very different from a film script with classy one-liners. So guess it's gatam gatam at least for now for baba. I'm Aurijit Barman and you've been listening to the Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Rachita Prasad and Nehal Chaliawala who also coordinated the show. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at the Morning Brief at timesgroup.com and if you like this episode please share it on your social media handles. We'll really appreciate it. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursdays and Friday. Thank you for listening in and have a nice day. Goodbye and good luck. avaaz.com